some fundraising tips for 2021. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, one of the staff and faculty members for the Fundraising School, helping us think out loud about what could be possible for fundraising in 2021. You know, one of the first aspects we need to think about is, is the COVID-19 pandemic an event or an era? And how we answer that question really is going to determine how we frame all of our work in the philanthropic sector, including our fundraising. So for example, if we think that, um, you know, the pandemic is an era and we're planning for a new normal and we're wrong and it was just an event, well, we can easily just revert back to the way we were always doing things in the past with our special events and the way we meet donors in person and everything will be fine. But think about the opposite reality. If we think that the COVID-19 pandemic is just an event and this really is an era, an inflection point, a game changer, and things are going to be different forever, that there is going to be a new normal, then if we're planning for this only as an event, we're going to miss the era and we're going to miss the opportunities. We're going to miss the possibilities of what the new normal is going to bring. So uh, kind of the first tip is, is kind of that mindset, that frame of mind to look at COVID-19, the world pandemic, as an era that is going to redefine and bring in some new practices and some practices that have developed in 2020 that will stay in 2021. And one of the big ones, of course, is technology. Now think about this. Technology never goes backwards. I'm able to have a lot of fun with my undergraduate students in this regard when we talk about things like eight-track tapes and the Sony Walkman and cassettes and albums and a Rolodex and all these kinds of things that our, our uh, you know, students in their late teens and early 20s just, just never really experienced because technology doesn't go backwards. It has not before and it won't in the future. So what are the technological changes that have developed and you know, been strengthened during the pandemic? Which of those are going to continue moving forward? And you know, certainly there are gonna be some donors who want to meet with us in person again. Uh, there are going to be some other donors who are going to be like, you know what, uh, I don't want to find time for you here at the office. I don't want to have to go out to the coffee shop to meet with you or you know, kind of get the house straightened up for you to come and visit. A Zoom meeting will continue to be just fine. We're going to have to know in our donor database which donors will be fine with meeting us in person and which others will be fine with meeting us with Zoom. What about travel? Uh, for those of us who have statewide or national or international uh, donor databases, are we going to travel as much? You know, where we used to maybe take several trips cross country to meet with a particular donor. Maybe we're going to take one and then the rest of the communications are, are going to be online. And of course, each donor will have their own individual preferences in that regard. And of course, special events, right? Again, uh, there are so many among us uh, who are going to want to be back in person at those special events with all of the fun all the excitement that comes along with those special events. And there others are gonna be, you know what? During the pandemic, I was kind of glad not to have to race from work to get to the special event or get home to you know, pick up my spouse, significant other, and then get to the special event. And then wonder if the babysitter was fine and getting the kids to bed okay and all those kinds of things. I really kind of quite enjoyed the special event from my living room online. And we also know a lot of nonprofits have been able to attract more people to their special events online and even have a higher financial return as the direct expenses for special events plummeted. So again, will it be all of one or all of the other? No, there'll be some hybrid in between and that's what we're gonna have to sort out. But again, if the pandemic is an era, not an event, 
there's no doubt that some form of online special events are very likely to continue. Now, what else are we thinking about moving forward? First of all is to remember, uh, when we think about the economy and the so-called wealth effect of giving, is to remember that we have more than one economy. That's always been true, and that became even more true during the pandemic. This so-called K-shaped recovery that you know, everybody kind of plummeted all at once during the initial economic lockdowns in March, April of 2020. Uh, but then for some folks, there's been this upward slope of the K, and others, there's been the downward slope of the K. And the upward slope are the folks who've been able to maintain their full-time employment. Their employment has main, uh, been stable and their income has been stable. And quite candidly, they've had fewer places to spend their money. Can't go to Disneyland, can't fly to Europe. Uh, and we even see this in the consumer spending where the things they are spending their money on often are these larger ticket items as they have more disposable income. Those folks have been donors and can continue to be donors. Then of course, there are our neighbors who are on that downward, downward slope of the K where their employment has not been stable or existent. Uh, their income has not been stable or existent at all. Uh, and that has been very industry specific. It could be the service industry, hospitality and tourism, airline industry, things of this nature, folks who still care deeply about your nonprofit, but for right now cannot continue to donate. So as you look at your donor database, know the difference between those two groups. And we certainly do not want to leave out that group that is in the downward slope of the K right now. We continue to provide stewardship. We continue to communicate, keep them involved, invite them to stay engaged. And of course, this is gonna affect how we analyze our donor database, right? Because we've always talked about looking at, you know, how many people donate consistently from one year to the next. That whole recency and frequency, regardless of the amount. Uh, and we know that when somebody donates three or four years in a row, they are inviting us to invite them to donate a higher dollar amount. Well, there are gonna be some of those folks in that downward slope of the K uh, who are gonna be out of your donor database for a year or two, and you're gonna see those gaps. And we're gonna to have to think about the analysis of our donor databases in a different way because that gap does not necessarily mean that they're no longer interested in our nonprofit. It likely could mean that they're just not economically situated right now to continue to give charitably to our nonprofit organization. So we need to keep that in mind. Uh, and another economic statistic is the S&P 500. Remember, the, the research from the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy is clear. There is such a strong correlation on what happens with the S&P 500 stock market from January 1 to December 31st in that 12-month calendar year. The following year, charitable giving often moves in the same direction. So if the market went up, Charitable giving the next year goes up. When the market goes down, charitable giving tends to go down the following year, not by the same percentage, but at least in the same direction. Now, this is not a guarantee, but it's, it's something like fewer than 10 times in the last six decades has this correlation not held true. So it's a very reliable indicator, knowing that first and foremost, your relationship with your donors are the most important predictor for charitable giving to your nonprofit. But if you're looking for this macro statistic, Look at the S&P 500. So uh, look at where the S&P 500 landed on December 31st, 2020. Write down that number. Then write down 3,230, 3,230. And if the number on December 31st, 2020 is higher than 3,230, the S&P 500 went up in 2020. 
However, if that number is lower than 3230, the S&P 500 went down in 2020. And that can kind of give you that indication of what on whole at a macro level, charitable giving could very well look like in 2021. A few other tips, of, of course, continue uh, your efforts to pursue and model diversity on your boards of directors, within your management, within your staff, within your donor databases. Not only is diversity the morally correct thing to do, diversity makes us stronger. Uh, as leaders, we want to make well-informed decisions. The best way to do that is to be well-informed. And the best way to be well-informed is with a diversity of perspectives and sources of information. Same thing with our donors, honoring donors uh, of all different walks of life, all different demographics, who of course then can further broaden the diversity of our donor databases as they introduce us within their circles of influence. So keep up those efforts uh, that were reignited uh, in 2020 in so many positive ways. And of course, 100% board giving, we should always have that expectation out there, but now more than ever. Because again, remember for our boards of directors, one of their key responsibilities is boundary spanning, getting outside the nonprofit into their circles of influence into the groups of our external stakeholders to promote our nonprofit, which is important in and of itself, let alone to fundraise on behalf of our nonprofit. So if they're doing more boundary spanning, how can they be talking to others about our nonprofit, let alone asking for charitable gifts from others if they're not donors themselves? Remember, the research is clear. When we communicate expectations for fundraising and charitable giving to our board members, especially when they join our nonprofit, they are 11 times more likely to fundraise and donate. So communicate those expectations. If you haven't already, grandfather your existing board members, put those existing expectations into place when their next term starts, and be mindful with selective recruitment and retention based on donating and fundraising to your nonprofit. Don't need a board minimum, just need those gifts. Get to 100%. It's gonna help you spread the word uh, to external stakeholders in 2021. Keep in mind, stewardship, always important, of course, especially those people who were first-time donors during the pandemic. Stay in touch with them, get them on your communication list, find other ways that they can help uh, beyond continued charitable giving. And then, of course, at the right time, in the right way, for the right reason, for the right amount, invite them to donate again. And most importantly, fundraise with confidence. Do not fundraise with apology. This goes back to our founder, Dr. Henry Rosso. Uh, and if your case for support uh, was strong before the pandemic, your case for support continues now. My predecessor, Dr. Tim Seiler, has made that point so clearly to all of us, and I just want to amplify that again. And now, as you have been leading through the pandemic, you can add that information about how you've endured through the pandemic to your fundraising case for support, which adds even more legitimacy, more credibility, and builds even more trust with your donors. Wish you the very best with your fundraising in 2021. Uh, and during this time, the Fundraising School wants to continue to be your career-long colleague. We have our public courses, all of them available online, many of them available in person, consistent with our university's policies and, of course, the policies of all the different levels of government. You can attend our public courses for a, with a crisis response scholarship. We have custom training where we can bring curriculum directly to your nonprofit your region, your association. We have these free podcasts. We have webinars four times a year. Once a month, we get together for Fridays with the Fundraising School, an online discussion around certain topics and an opportunity for you 
to ask your questions directly of the fundraising school. All of this is available online, philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Remember, in the philanthropic sector, we have the audacity to believe that we can make the world a better place. So I ask you to do just two things. You go make the world a better place and let us know how we at the Fundraising School can help. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day with the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.